Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name is Uncle Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident freelance crime journalist of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. But I do like the, like, puppy stories. Puppy Not crime stories. journal, like, who stole this lab? Oh, right. Or, like, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm more of, like, a daytime... piece kind of guy. Yeah, I'm more of a daytime news journalist. Oh, right, interesting. Not crime. I'm sorry, I misread you miss, your LinkedIn yeah, you profile. Yeah, you mischaracterized me there. <laughs> By the way, I have to call out that. I said Uncle Tommy. That isn't how I usually introduce yeah. myself. <laughs> Imagine walking into like a meeting and be like, hi, I'm Uncle Tommy. You're like fucking avoid the schools. <laughs> yeah. You fucking weirdo. Like Captain Birdseye. Do you ever do you ever think about Captain Birdseye? I don't Just, even know what that is. Ah, oh, so the, is this a British brand? There is a British brand, probably British, I don't know. There's a brand of frozen like chicken nuggets and shit. Uh, and now I'm finding out it's probably just in the UK. Yeah, the dino it's nuggets. Birdseye. Yeah. That's the name of it. And they sort of, as the advertising for it like progressed over time, they like uh, they evolved it to have like a captain as their character. So mm. Captain Birdseye was a thing. Got now, the advertising then progressed to being this weird like Lord of the Flies type advertising where it was what? a bunch of kids on an island. But on the island with all the kids was Captain Birdseye. And like, if you don't think that's a bit rapey, I'm not sure I can be friends with you. It is a bit rapey. <laughs> a little bit rapey captain crunch wasn't rapey he was. i guess it would be he was they were on a boat <laughs> he was on a boat i guess when you kids. think about it but anyway i don't introduce myself to uncle tommy my brother just had his second kid and mm. we have a new listener to the podcast and i'm super excited because i'm gonna get to meet her when we go home at christmas congrats now you tell me this deal congrats that's so beautiful when my brother texts me and we were talking about names and i'm not yes. i'm gonna, gonna say my last name but i will say his kids names he texts me saying her name is b-r-i-e-a Olive. Now, I read that the first time as Brie Olive, which is a beautiful name. B-R-E... Wait, what did you say? Brie, B-R-E-I-A. E-I-A. So, I read that the first time, not paying as much attention as maybe I should have been, and I was like, oh, Brie Olive, and my brain immediately went, she's a bit of, she's a bit of meat away from an charcuterie part. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I don't know what was wrong with me that day. That's funny. It's That's Bria, funny. and it's a beautiful name. I don't know why you went with Olive. I, I didn't go with the, Olive. You did. No, the name is Bria Olive. Oh, her last name is Olive. No, man, her last name is the same as my last name. I don't know, but you know, it's 2020, maybe. The, the, you never know. Apple. Uh, no, her name is Bria Olive, and I, my brain... Called read, it Bria and read, Olive. My brain, in its stupid state, whatever it was, in the morning, read brie as in cheese yes so i immediately thought oh that's a nice charcuterie board in the making. no that's a i think that's not a weird thing that's a funny joke right right but now that you explain well, you it, have to explain it multiple times yeah, yeah it's funny that isn't yeah. it isn't that interesting <laughs> how that funny stuff now. works how are you mate how have you been i've been working a lot and i tell you one thing I a lot of busy work though yeah you'll like yeah i went at go-karting with a bunch of the partners friends last ah. weekend it was you know prop not, not like these crap little like things like proper go-karting like where they're yeah um, like proper petrol, yeah. pretty he- hectic. They can get up to like 80Ks an hour, which wow. is pretty hectic. Yeah. Pretty good. But the one thing they don't tell you as you become like a middle-aged human being, we are now, well, I'm now in my mid-30s, yes. as you well know, is that, fuck me, it hurts. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is tough. It is tough. Like, well, also, I wish it, I, I wish it could hurt. <laughs> Last three times I've gone, dude, there's just a bunch of like, there's a lot of people that always get stuck. Okay. And then you're just stuck behind them. Oh. Have you done the one at, uh, 
The one in the entertainment center? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. That's the electric one. Dude, I'm just like, it's like a traffic jam. Like, I can just go to LA for this. (laughs) What is going on? Can you guys stop just running into the wall? Oh, man. Ours was pretty good. The the guys doing it were like actually fairly good level in ours. And the one person who wasn't particularly good, one of uh, my partner's friends, girlfriends, after the practice laps decided that it wasn't for her. So she stopped. I wish wish most of the people would do that. (laughs) Because every time I'm like, man, I'm having a great lap. And then it's just a freaking like the 405. And I'm like, I'm either going to kill someone or I stop. So I stop. <laughs> so you stop. so you're, you're feeling a bit, you know, I felt rough around the edges. I the shit up the day after. Uh, I literally felt like I'd been beaten up by Jonathan Majors. I was going to say, speaking was... of. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of. God, that is a bad joke. Yeah. Uh, but he was in the news, wasn't he? Yeah, his trial started or something. Oh, yeah. That's basically going to be whether Marvel continues with him. Because he could go to jail. I for feel a like year. They, they have to kind of make a they decision. Like, him, they're right? not going to wait. They got to cut How him. long is this trial going to go? Oh, I think they've already made a knows. decision. You'd think Marvel have made the decision. Yeah. There's all the talk about uh, Killian Murphy, maybe been Doctor Doom. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Who's the guy who's in No Country for Old Men, the bad guy? Oh, that guy. Uh, he's. You're. Hmm. Forget his name. <laughs> you're. I was going hmm. to say. Javier Bardem. They're talking and he about has the him. fucking weirdest haircut in this movie. Aren't they talking about him for Galactus as well? Like, I think that's a weird, interesting choice. I don't. I I've liked him in a couple things, but I think he's not as good as people make him out to be. Okay, yeah. what haven't you liked him in? The Little Mermaid. Okay, <laughs> where he's got a multicultural set of daughters. Yes, man, you heard my rant man there. Fox? My rant. Uh, wasn't he in Skyfall? He was. He's all right. Yeah, in he, that. Was, he was great in Skyfall. Yeah, he was, right he was like that. Gollum. Yeah, he was good. In that. Gollum on meth, and he's in Dune, and we haven't seen much from him in that. No. Yet. He's coming yeah, in. Yeah, we'll bigger, see how that we'll see how that plays. I rate him. He was no control I, man. You know, he's great in that. He's like very frightening for sure. He's um, got a bit of terrifying about him. And I feel yeah. like it's hard to write a good villain. I, he he clearly does a, a lot with a little. Like I don't feel like Silver in Skyfall was written to be as terrifying as the whole bit where he's, you know, he's insinuating that James Bond has never tried being with a man and stuff and like the way he makes even that menacing. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do. To be honest, he hasn't just been in that much stuff to be, like, like mm. I actually don't think he's been in as much stuff as I thought he, I had. I just looked at his IMDb's. I wonder if he's ever been in a, a, lot, of stuff in the, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Imagine in, him in a No, he has been. A lot of stuff in the 90s was like that. Oh, really? Um, Even for him? But it's just not, uh, not recently. Not overly memorable. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, maybe, maybe it was a bad take. Sometimes. <sighs> I'm, I'm, everyone's due. I'm due. I sometimes. rate him. I rate him. Yeah. I think he'd be good in it. But I'd prefer to see Killian Murphy, to be honest with you. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's good. I just, sometimes I'm like, did Marvel always get big actors? I guess all the... No, that's I guess, no, a lot of people point. did. Like, like Captain America, he was huge. He wasn't huge at that point. Chris Pine. Pine? Chris... Evans? Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccurring joke. For the pod. Listen back to a few multiple uh, episodes. You'll get, you'll get it there. Uh, no, he's... um He was big. He, he wasn't huge. He wasn't huge. That made him they, huge. They seemed to get... That's they, his biggest role. They seem to have done the super bad thing, where they got a lot of actors who were on the precipice of going to that next level, hooked them in at the right time, and then taken them through to being at that next level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of feel like some of the people that you... you like, if you're going to get killing... Like, he's not going to be invested in the way that he needs to be invested no. in Marvel. Like, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like, he's just not... And that's going to... You're going to see that. Jake Gyllenhaal was pretty invested, though. For the half a movie that he... He only did one movie. Speaking of, yeah. I, uh, I, I thought he was terrifying in the movie we're talking about oh, today. Oh, man. What a good movie, Nightcrawler. We are talking what about aptly named, What an aptly named movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have differing opinions on this film, I think. Well, fair enough. But not, that it, not in any way that I thought it was bad or anything. Yours is just, wrong. It's okay. No. Just it's okay to be wrong. Different opinions on it. I'm not saying 
it is anyway bad, I enjoyed the film. It is. Oh, it's a terrifying film. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one. It's an interesting one. I, we'll, we'll talk about it. Before we do, actually, um, it is Spotify rap time. Oh, God. Did you open your Spotify No, rap? and you're making me do it live. And it's so bad because <laughs> I only listen to Spotify at the gym. And Brilliant. I, my gym music is not what I would play. Listeners, listeners if you have Spotify rap, let us know what. Oh, you God. got for your top songs. Oh wow, that's loud. yeah. It's like emo, brilliant, screamo, hardcore rock. Let's who? See. Tell me who. Give, okay, give me I, a top it's five. It's not songs. telling me. It's just playing it, which okay. is even more embarrassing. <laughs> awesome, nineteen seventy-five. Oh, all right, okay. Not too screamo. This is uh, thrice. You know thrice? Nope, no idea. They are like a post-hardcore band. So you can flick through to get you just your top five artists. Oh, I'm just like interested. Ha- should I just go to the end? You can just flick through a little bit. Okay. It's about halfway through. Okay, here we go. John Mayer. Is number one. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, real screamo stuff. I'm a right big there. fan of John Mayer. Actually, I don't I write that. The 1975 is two. Okay, all right. Chasing Victory, a emo band from my gym I'm playlist. Baffled by some of these. Sound of Animals Fighting. Good song. Seosin, another emo band. You really like your emo bands. Well, I just only like when I'm at home, I put on through a different app because you what can't app do you put it on through. Like the Sonos app. Okay. Because I can't listen through my speakers. So, like, my home chill playlists are not represented in my Spotify. The only thing represented is my gym playlist, which is, like, literally 400 songs of hardcore (laughs) rock. Like, anyway. Uh, So, that's that. What podcast? My top artists are pretty straightforward. Sam Fender. You know I love Sam Fender. Blink-182. Of course, it's Blink-182. Who else? Arctic Monkeys, which I'm surprised by because I don't listen to them that much. Harry Styles. Very surprised by that one. That is shocking. Didn't expect that to be in there. And then 1975, I've not been listening to him as much recently. I find him a bit, ah, oh, he's just annoying now. Like, I've got over the lead singer. Yeah, but I don't, like, listen to him talk. I just listen to the music, so. <laughs> Honestly, I that was a pretty shocking list. I think it's just, like, also the songs that, like, on your Spotify playlist, when you press shuffle, it usually, for some reason, it almost always starts with the same song for me. Which was one of those songs I just played. Which I think to they've me is, changed how the algorithm works yeah. on that. Nice anyway, I, uh, I most of the time when I'm on Spotify, it's either gym or it's, play uh podcast speaking of spotify yeah if you were to open your spotify app to rate a podcast like our own so hypothetically like you the listener if you were opening spotify to listen to this podcast and you saw us what would you recommend they potentially give us out of five stars after that showing in my review very low (laughs) but but that's not why you came so uh five stars we'd love it if you gave us five stars you can do it right there in app in apple in spotify whatever shameless plugging really appreciate that really i hate doing this part so if you could do it for us that would really you hate rating yourself i hate i hate i don't begging for for scores (laughs) it's not it's not very becoming, is it? And there will be time codes in the description, as always. They will be supplied by friend and editing master of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss. Stick around. We'll give his episodes. We'll give you his details at the end of the show, not his episodes. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you his details and you can get a master of your own. DL. Been happening, buddy. Ah, oh, dude. What have you been up to? I've been reading Red Rising. I'm just getting Ooh. to, like, it's starting to get good. It was kind of really get boring good. to start. And you're right. I know what you mean. It's like, they just skip over shit where I'm like, this kind of needs to be dug into like a little bit more like narration or like dialogue to indicate what's happening. Yeah. As opposed to just his thoughts and like really abruptly like this is, these are the three houses. It's like, you know, there could be more of that. I think you could tell it's this guy's first book when you actually big time, but it's, it's a really compelling setting. Yes. When he gets to the, uh, what do they call it? The school or whatever. So he's got to the school. He's just, he's just been drafted. Right, right. 
and he's having the conversation at the table with the other people that were in the first round. A bit, the, uh, the bit that I, I yeah. was sort of getting at without trying to tell you it was, you know, when he's going through the transformation. Yes. Like they spend so much time talking about that bit. And yeah. it's like, it's horrifying. And it's, and it's like, man, like this could be like a chat. Like this is, it was like five chapters. I guess they're trying to like highlight the, like the scope and I guess. And like emphasize the scope sure. of the change, which I, I take your point to me. They, there's always a part of those, these kind of books though, that have that. Cause you, you need to like invest in the, the agony of a character to understand certain parts. Well, I just think it was a bit boring. Start at the beginning about his wife and stuff. That's all the agony. I don't need to know about this as well. Give I, me more of that. then. You know I think, I mean? uh, I think that like that it needed to be paired with something other than self sorrow or like yeah, or self motivational thoughts. You're right. Cause it starts to get boring. I yeah. agree. I, that's yeah. when I was like slowing down a lot. I was like, Oh, this is good. But I'm now it's getting interesting. Cause I almost yeah. feel like where this is going is he might have this big debate within himself if they're as bad as he, he thinks eventually. Like he's going to hate them. They're going to be terrible. I get that. But there's, I feel like there's going to be a part. Of him that is conflicted as he spends more time there, which is an interesting thing to explore. Mm. Now that doesn't mean he's going to act on those feelings, mm. but I think that's an interesting thing to explore. Okay, we'll come. Back I could be wrong. Fi- we'll come back when you finish the book. So I I could will, be wrong. we'll talk about it a bit more. I'd be interested to know a little more about that. Are you liking anyway, it so far? Yeah, I like it. I like it. And who's, uh, who's it by? I forget the guy's name. Pierce Brown. Pierce Brown. I think that's right. Would you recommend it halfway through? Uh, I'm not even halfway, but I'd, I'd recommend it so I'd far. Yeah. Okay, if I you like, it. I mean, if you like, it's kind of like a sci-fi. It's kind of like a Hunger Games that's less tweeny so far. Yeah, yeah. It, like, d- it doesn't really get the tweeny elements blood. later on either. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's, I was actually reading up on it afterwards, seeing if you know maybe it was coming as a movie or a TV show, and it's been floated still around got the a rights. lot. He still owns the rights, Pierce Brown. Yeah, but he's running. It, it was going to be a movie quite a long time ago. And then it was in development as a series for like a Netflix. I think a series would be better. Same. same. I just don't want it to be Netflix. I reckon Apple would be perfect. They for this. suck at sci-fi. Apple is so good. Yeah. You mean Netflix sucks? Yeah, at they sci-fi. fucking blow it. Awful. All a Rebel Moon coming out in two weeks. I think we're gonna do it for the podcast. Don't you think that indicates to you that it's like gonna more be about weird. yeah more about Rebel Moon <laughs> than it is about Netflix? Like, oh yeah, like. The fact that they picked it up. Anyway, well, um, I've I've been doing a fun thing this week. What is that? I finished Spider-Man 2, the video game. Damn, you breezed through that, mate. It took me way longer. Friend of the show, Ollie, my God, finished it in like two days. I was like, what is wrong with you, you psychopath? Yeah, that's wild. I, yeah, it took took a lot of time. I take my time with these games. You know that. Yeah. I like to explore them. I like the world. Find it really interesting. I mean, it's a really beautiful New York setting. Yeah, I like I like the the char- how the characters have developed in this. Yeah, so it's not spoiling anything. I don't think it's not because I read it in like one of my first reviews. I read of it. Yeah, but I think Miles Morales is going to be the main Spider Man in this universe moving forwards. Where they're they're both still there. They're both still together. But like, I like that. I way preferred playing as him. You mean just the combat? Yeah, the combat's better. I I just find him a more compelling character. I mean, that he's literally like. Corn like cornbread white. Oh yeah, big time. Peter, uh, Peter Parker. He's Pete. just such a little Petey, white. Petey, Petey. Just like such a white well, dude. He takes some dark turns in this one, which I like. I Love like a that lot. For him. It's a good game. I can lend you it if you ever want to borrow it. I would want to play. I would want to play. Doesn't have it. new game plus yet, so I can't replay through with all my extra special powers and abilities. I never do that. Neither. I kind of like the challenge of the, the build. Like otherwise, Same. it's boring ass. Like like I, if new game plus like had like a crazy difficulty, like sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah, would be absolutely. interesting. But like I know people who replayed Elden Ring multiple times on New Game Plus. Yeah. And I'm like, why? 
Yeah. What extra are you getting out of this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I get like being able to start and like murk the first few guys straight away. That's fun. But then it gets boring. But then like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're just gets... doing all the same stuff on easy mode. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? I, I I agree. If there's like a new game plus where it's like, because I'm so like beef caked out, you've, you've souped up the enemies and I have to try different strategies with my new yeah, talents. Right. Yeah, right. That would be cool. Or you but, could unlock actually good other endings and stuff. Like the different endings in Elden Ring were so dull. Yeah, that's like it the Witcher. It was literally the same thing like five times yeah. with different color palettes. I was like, cool. You mean different colors of gray? Pretty much. <laughs> like, one, was, one was a Zack Snyder one. Yeah. One was a Joss Whedon yeah, one. I was yeah. like, uh, but anyway, Spider-Man 2, really good video game. I know this isn't exactly blowing anyone's mind with this revelation that a uh, big budget Insomniac Spider-Man 2 game is good. But I liked what they did with the characters. I like the direction it's going. The threequel is obviously going to be amazing. They've set up some really cool villains for the next one. Yeah. Muy bueno. Yeah. I Look, I, I'm excited to play it. There's so many games ahead of it. But yeah, right. I do like that game. I just think it's like, I, I am kind of at the point in my gaming career where I play like nine or tens. And yeah, I think right. that's an eight. So um, it's like eventually it'll get in my queue. Yeah, right. Because I really, it is fun. Like it's the best parts of it are some of the most fun things. Yeah, right. But it's super repetitive. Like it's like you do this, they did, you do this. They and, did a lot in this game yeah. to try and change that. So yeah. like, yes, some of the missions are quite competitive and stuff. But yeah. they, so like the way the combat works is it's not quite as easy as the previous games. So you mm. don't just like beat a guy by kicking him a couple of times. Yeah. And the enemy types are a bit different too, so you have to have yeah. different strategies for them. You have to use your webs and stuff in different ways. They've definitely tried to build on what they did. Not the that it's a bad, bad game. Yeah. I just, you know, I got like Alan Wake. I got the other yeah, right. Horizon Zero Dawn yeah, game. Right, I've yeah. got The Witcher. There's so many things ahead of it. Question for you. My, yes. Question for you very quickly. As I have literally just finished this, do you ever get like end of video game blues? And I, this is a random question. If it's like a good game. Yeah. yeah. And I never realized this until I finished this. I, and it's, I don't think it's that the game is amazing. It's that I really like the gameplay of it. Mm. I finish a game that I really like and I'm like, oh, I don't want to start a new game yet, but I don't want to jump back into the world because I've just done it. And I'm sort of in this weird middle ground where I don't know what to do with myself. I've got mm. this energy for playing video games, mm. but I want like, I almost need another one immediately after to, to play something, you know, keep going with it. Yeah. I usually play it again and I play it on hard. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, but like so, I play so a lot of survival horror. Yeah, right. So it's like kind of fun because it's like now I know where shit is and it's going to be harder and I can just, I, I, I played like Resident Evil again right after I beat yeah, it. Yeah, right. There's certain, yes, I do that. Because I'm not ready to leave. Yeah, I, I want to know from from the listeners: Is this like a thing? Do you do you get like end of video game blues? Like hit us up at podcast symbol on Instagram. Let us know because it, I found it weird that I've had this my whole life and I've never said it or I've put a finger on it. Yeah, I've definitely. I mean, Halo was when I first felt that. Yeah, sure. right. But the the. The reality is, like, most of the games these days, I don't finish. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're so fucking big. True. So it's like, I actually don't actually, I think it's, like, rarer that that happens, but it happens. I guess it, I play a lot of games with, like, a specific ending. So, yeah. like, I play a lot of single-player video games with good, like, narratives and such, because that's not what I like to play. That's my genre. That's how I, I technically never finished Red Dead Redemption 2. Really? I'm in the, like last three missions which it's like there's an epilogue where like you literally like surely the game's over yeah right and then there's another like five hours of gameplay oh. and i and you're playing as a different character spoilers oh. and so like i one day i will finish that but i think i'm just going to do a replay of the whole game and then finish it rather right. than start where i was so i never interestingly i never finished breath of the wild so the yeah. zelda game i 
did everything you could possibly do in that world, uh. but finish the game. Because uh. I was just like, I don't, I, I don't need to. I don't think it. I finished that game either. Yeah, and then I these I, big games are just too big. Yeah, yeah, I finished Tears of the Kingdom because I really wanted to see the ending to that. Like I heard it had a really epic ending. I was like, oh cool, I'll do that. Yeah. And I got. I think I'd been more invested in some of the story beat. Because we never have invested in Zelda. It's all about the, the world, world, man. It's the, too much text. It's too much talking. Well, there's like, a lot of like, uh, I don't, you had to go like find the memories. And I was, I was like, to understand the story, I was like, yeah. I don't really like this. Yeah. Just tell me the story. I don't want to find memories. Like for a lot of the memories and stuff in the, the Tears of the Kingdom, I just used a guide. I was like, I don't care enough to find these myself well i just like didn't even care to look it up to find them yeah right i would have just probably watched a youtube video like in order to me all the memories <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm gonna try and find some acorns yeah. i don't yeah. want to be finding these well the, the thing i found out about uh tears of the kingdom is that if you don't do some specific things beat some specific bosses in the game you know the guys you get who tra- follow you around they become like your little guys and your shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah if you don't beat those bosses in the game at the end, before you fight the final boss, you have to fight those bosses. So you could all together, one by one, in order. Uh, so I was like, "No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I'm good." Uh, so I ended up fighting them all, and yeah. then going and fighting the final boss. Fair enough. It was pretty fun. To be fair, that boss was fun. He was more, he was more challenging technically than he was just like really strong. Yeah. That, well, that's good. That's yeah. what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Did you watch Loki, by the way? Have we talked about this yet? We haven't talked about Loki, no. What do you think? It was a really beautiful ending of the arc of Tom Hiddleston Absolutely. as Loki. Like, Even though he's saying he might not. Well, who knows? But like, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like it was a, it was a great ending. Um, it was a great, like, I loved the story. I loved the people. I love the smallest of it all. Nothing happened. <laughs> like... <laughs> But that's pretty. That's pretty beautiful. That I can feel this way about something where literally nothing happened. Right. Like no progress. No. no nothing happened. Yeah. Like I want to argue against that because he became like the god of spoilers for Loki. By the way, yeah. he became like the god of stories. Right. But well, you he made the became point, the god of. Yeah. You made the point before that like yeah, the the timeline carries on and he oh, yeah, wasn't part of the time sacred, keeps going. He like, wasn't part of the sacred timeline in the first place. So, yeah. So like, like oh, literally, shit, you're right. Like zero sum game here. Nothing yeah. changed. And that's my problem with all the Marvel TV yeah. shows. There is zero consequence to any of them. They're just a circle of nothing. So yes. you watch Secret Invasion or you watch She-Hulk or you watch any of them. None of them progress any of the main story forward. The only one that did was WandaVision, which was one of the best ones. It was great. Yeah. Loved one division, and honestly, I, I loved Loki as a character piece in an investigation, yeah, right. and it's almost more beautiful for that because he wasn't supposed to, and this is the world where he got that yeah, right? right, and he had and he achieved that like catharsis, yeah, and it, he made a beautiful sacrifice mainly to protect his friends, but like it's not, I guess, like because they, I think the beautiful part of it, it is maybe the TVA, that version of the TVA would have mm. died. Does that make sense? Because they would have blown up when it blew up, and. Kane the Conqueror says... No, because he he, uh, he got time travel powers at the end, so he went back in time no, I know. and saved it. I know, but my point is, if he didn't do what he did to, to stop it from yeah, exploding, right. Yeah, right. They that version of the TVA dies, but he didn't change any of the other outcomes with the fact that like there's all these multiverses and Kane's still coming, and that like, that's all still happening. Or is he? Well, <laughs> you get my point. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's certainly an interesting ending, and I, lo- I, I you know, love Tom Hiddleston. Love to see him back in it. I liked that. I thought he. Said, I thought he was saying that it was kind of like the end. Yeah, I think. I think it's one of those where, like, they pay him enough money, he'll probably come back. Yeah. They give give him a good enough story. Right? Yeah. I, I liked that they didn't spend too much time on the relationship part of Sylvie and Loki. Like, they clearly still had feelings for each other. And I think I was reading a thing by the showrunner basically saying 
like they're in the end of the, at the end of time like the time is ending when are you going to take time out to go and have like a lovey dovey scene with these two? Yeah. Doesn't fucking make sense. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. I agree like, with that. And I also, I, but I, I wanted more Sylvie. I think we got less of her than I would have liked. I think she was downplayed in this but series. It's like not the end of the world. It's like, I mean, it is a series called Loki and she is a Loki, but we know which Loki it was referring She's to. Sylvie. Um, but I feel like we'll get her again. So I, I, like, I, was, I don't think she's, I think she's going to be in it. In the, I'd like to see future. more of her. Yeah. It's interesting you say that about. Sylvia being a Loki because I saw a great meme the other day that basically said you look at the variations of Loki that you see in this the variants you've got like an alligator you've got like uh, an old dude you've got a kid you've got like a woman and you look at the variants of Kang and it's just him in oh, different yeah, it doesn't make sense <laughs> just, it is kind of dumb but I was actually one of, one of the other podcasts but I guess Loki's I like to. a visual guy like yeah, they, right. they could they're, he's a what is it called illusions no i think i think think this might make sense because i was listening to a different podcast and this could be absolute nonsense but probably is they were saying that in jonathan major's original contract he had to play all the variants of him so that would make sense if he was literally contracted that he had to do all that yeah but it doesn't make sense for the same sure that that makes maybe maybe I mean, but why is still the dumb re- thing to do? Reality. Why are you doing this, Marvel? Yeah. You're killing us. I like the show a lot. I think yeah, it's it was a good show. one of the more prestige shows that Marvel have made, shall we say? I guess, like, it, no, it is. And I guess the point of me saying, like, nothing happened because, like, yeah. nothing did yeah. happen is a more, circle. It's more of a compliment because it's like we're saying it's one of the best shows and nothing happened. So, right. Point is, you don't always have to have this big epic thing or progress the don't plot. Don't tell and, Marvel that they'll just no. do that with. Oh wait, they do that with all this. Shows. You know what I mean, though. Like <laughs> you, you can have it be based in character, and oh yeah, totally. and that actually does much more for viewers and I think ratings than having it always be the next big thing. Hundred percent. Would you rate? Would you uh, recommend Loki to our? I would. I would listeners? recommend listeners. I would recommend Loki. I would recommend the new Squid Game show. Ooh. That's a reality With show. Influencers? I don't know if it's influencers, but I think it's going to become that. Okay. Like this is about to be a hit for sure. It was a, whatever. It was a really good idea by Netflix, to be honest. But they it is pretty it good. Real people, right? Yeah, it's funny. Okay, it's, tell me uh, more. No, it's just they go through the challenges and like get eliminated and chase. So they don't die. They don't get shot. The funny part is they all fake die. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. They all like bad they, acting. They get like it's like paint. It's like pssst, and then they're just like <laughs> so dumb. Jesus. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? Like, <laughs> it's like you either just don't do it or do it, but like you should have not done it. Yeah, just don't. Anyway, the and the new Rick and Morty's awesome. How about how about that? You I haven't that? really. Maybe we'll come back to that next week when there's a oh, few yeah. more episodes. That I've enjoyed watching that. One thing, four of them at least. A, a thing that I did watch that I think you will possibly very much like is. There's a new David Fincher film which has been made for Netflix. The Killer or whatever. The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Now, this has been getting mixed reactions because it's incredibly slow and intentionally so. It's about, like, this contract killer, right? But it's, Oh, he's an assassin? Yeah. It's more about... Didn't realize. The, it's almost like the logistical side of being a contract killer. Like, it starts with him basically sat in a building watching another building waiting for someone to arrive and he's just there for days and he's like if you're not like cool just sitting around for ages maybe contract killing's not for you because (laughs) like it's long and it's tiring it's really interesting contract killing what a what a job i'd love to talk about this film at some point because it's weird in a good way yeah so he's he's this contract killer and the job goes wrong and it's had the fallout of that and how he's not sure what to do. It's never gone wrong before. 
It's great. It's really interesting. Like part of me feels like it was kind of funny, <laughs> some weird, but more dry and sarcastic. So for example, this isn't spoiling anything at all. He says his character that he dresses as while he is on jobs, he dresses as a German tourist because he once saw one and realized that nobody paid any attention to the German <laughs> tourist. And I'm like, that's so fucking that's, true. That is funny. So next time you see a German tourist, careful, you better watch out. Careful I, don't, I, I don't think it's for everyone, this film. Like it is very slow and it it's methodical and it, it, it's his process and how he has to break the process to get to where he needs to go. Really interesting. I would watch it personally. I know I it's on my list. It. It's on my list. I think you'd enjoy it. I keep trying to get Gil to watch it. She's like, can she we just watch something happy? Watch no. But she does like thrillers, but this okay. is probably isn't a thriller if you're saying it's slow. But um, it, yeah, no, it's got good elements. I think if she likes thrillers, she but might she be just into it. you know she's been wanting to watch happy stuff lately, like you know Christmas movies and shit. Not it's been, Christmas, and I'm pitching the killer. Yeah, so it's not really. <laughs> we're on a. You could say we're on different vibes. We're on a different vibe right yeah. now. Uh, Fair enough. Well, if you guys have done anything or have any recommendations that we haven't spoken about, please hit us up. You can find us at Podcast Assemble or the Podcast Assemble at Gmail dot com. We are also on our website where you can find all our details, www.podcastassemble.com. Send us recommendations, send us memes. If there's anything we've talked about that you like, let us know. We love it when you do, and we will always call it out. Dear, do you want to preface our main topic again? It's the main topic theme. Main topic this week is none other than Nightcrawler from <laughs> 2014. Yeah. Uh, if you remember. So this is a movie that I think I saw in theaters when it came out. Right and launched my Jake Gyllenhaal crush. Oh man, uh, not because of yes, we, <laughs> the character uh-huh. he plays, just because of how good of the acting was. And I, his hair is good in this. Oh, fan- yeah, like his it's hair. like peak, it's peak Gyllenhaal hair. I'd say. So I went out to dinner last it's night. Up there. That's why I'm a little bit, a little bit gravelly today. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple of beers. And I was talking about movies and stuff with one of the guys there. And yeah. We got onto the Jake Gyllenhaal conversation, and immediately we were both like prime hair i mean there's like, no better than leo it is better than leo in a lot of ways so many ways i would say but i would argue they're they're different yes agreed both top tier would take either absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. but jake's if i had the opportunity that's where i'm going that's what you want he has great hair and in this greasy and like weird and uh, yeah it's just like really long anyway you got so, a stupid plot summary my man i i do uh nightcrawler watch a guy trade his moral compass for a camera as he gets into an exciting new career opportunity in the world of crime journalism spoiler his camera ends up with a higher body count than your average crime scene <laughs> i like that yeah. but i struggled with this i struggled with this one if i'm quite frank with you i just had jake gyllenhaal loses his mind while becoming the picasso of crime scene journalism it's uh it's an interesting film. I like it a lot. It's it's got a lot of weirdness to it and it's it is from Dan Gilroy. Who yeah, he's on Velvet Buzzsaw. Buzz, Buzz yeah, he had a bit a God, lot of stuff hard. as writing credits on his IMDb. Yeah. So for example, Kong Skull Island, he Andor. wrote a lot of Andor. Yeah. And I find this fascinating as as a directorial effort cuz He's bringing together a cast of, you know, one major star, but not many other huge stars at this time in their careers. Obviously, Bill Paxton. And honestly, Gyllenhaal was a star, but like, I think like this was like, this two year period was actually when he got huge. Yeah, right. Like he did Prisoners and this and like a couple other movies all within two years. Right. That got, I think, a lot more. Prisoners. I need to see that. Oh, it's great. It's one of my faves. Uh, I forgot to say this. This yeah. isn't. We've got to say up top. Actually, this is a, an anthology, one of our many anthologies, and this is 
movies we should have seen but haven't. Obviously, you've seen this, but yeah. I haven't, so I'm bringing this to the table. You're noticing a trend, yeah, listeners? <laughs> yeah, that I have to come up with all the fucking ideas. <laughs> no, that all the movies I've already seen. <laughs> because, have you really not seen this? No. Nah. Oh. Come to the table with one next time. We'll watch one that you haven't seen. I don't know what I haven't seen. I just know what I have seen. Oh, okay, okay, you got to pick one that I Good haven't chat. seen. <laughs> Good chat. Well, anyway, this got some pretty interesting acts in it. Obviously, Bill Paxton's in this. You'll know him from Apollo 13, Aliens, Twister. Yeah. Um, I like Rene Russo in this. She's fantastic. She's also in uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Riz Ahmed, who we talked about just last week, I yeah, think. we did. I forgot he was in this. Phenomenal. We'll, 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 we'll get into him. But there's one other person I wanted to call out who not only has a fantastic name, but also has a fantastic uh, tidbit of his IMDb career. One of the characters, Michael Papajohn, <laughs> not going to say that isn't a terrible name, who, who's only loves security guard at the beginning of this. Yeah, he loves a big pizza. pizza guy. But he is the guy from the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans who kills Uncle Ben at the beginning. And what? he's just a security guard in this. Oh, man. You <laughs> mean like, the guy with the crazy ass hair? Yeah, with the blonde yeah. tipped hair. I'm like, how the mighty Where has is fallen? He? Michael Papajohn. That's it. Oh, it is him. He it looks so him, right? different. That was going to be my choice for a, crate, for a goofy IMDb picture, actually. His biggest role is Spider-Man, American Ultra, and Jurassic World. It sure is. And if you want to look at his IMDb, goofy IMDb picture and tell me whether you think it is goofier or not than Or Ashton, who was Dar Ben from the Marvels last week. I don't think it is. You don't think I it think is? I think it's a normal picture. Okay. All right. It's a maybe it's, it's a headshot. His... It's a, it is what it is. It's better than most. Yeah, that's fair actually. Maybe it's just his it's better um, than most. His place in my mind as the blonde-tipped man from uh, Spider-Man. He'll never quite live that down. Yeah. Did you apparently uh Jake Gyllenhaal in this got real skinny. Like this yeah, is he lost, we'll I, I didn't I noticed it, but I didn't really notice it until like I I saw him in um another movie like another like as i was going through his imdb i saw him in another and i'm like oh actually he's a beefcake what happened in this movie yeah right you've just yeah. ruined one of our trivia true or false okay. he actually lost 20 pounds for the role Sorry and it that. was his own idea so interestingly one of the themes of the movie is like coyotes yes and that was his like that's how he wanted the character to be portrayed as like you know like, um, like almost honestly like a scavenger now that you just said coyote i'm like well, i'm wondering it. why they didn't have a couple like coyote motifs yeah it <laughs> yeah. would make it actually would have added a lot of value to Absolutely. the to the to the artistic film. So direction. what's the what's the OVO of this film? Then? What's the we get into full spoilers here, right? Yeah, this is a movie that I think. Yeah, again, I saw it when it came out in theaters. Um, it's directed by Dan Gilroy. Done a bunch of stuff we talked about. It's I would describe it as like a non traditional thriller. Do you think it is that a fair? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it is a thriller it's in a the, lot of ways. It's yeah, it's thought. It's more of a thought provoking thriller than most. Yeah, it's not like a traditional thriller, but it is thrilling. You're at the edge of your seat a lot. It's more thrilling because it's an exploration of a side of humanity that most of us don't think about. So just in your, and it's in your face about it. Yeah, it's real up in your grill. It's, like, and it's right there. Honestly, it's one of Jake's best performances, like I'd argue, from the movies that I've seen. It really just opens up the manhole cover on one of the little known capitalistic markets in America, which yeah, absolutely. is independent contractor source videos of mm. You know, the things you see on news, like real life, late night city crime and tragedies, accidents, fires that kind of power the evening news cycle. And we follow a, uh, a somebody who kind of stumbles their way into this. Right. Yeah. Right. Watch, you know, we watch this guy kind of stumble into it and then get really good at it and kind of blur the line between participant and observer. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? Right. This is going to be a really, from my perspective, a really interesting cultural touch point, too. And for sure, a clash of cults. Because in, in the UK, none of this. Like, this. You don't is, have like evening news? 
we have evening news, funnily like enough. Like this, though? But no, nothing like this. Mm. That Nowhere near this level of grotesqueness to the news. Well, this I don't think that, like, I think this does take, like, it yeah, a little it bit farther on, than it would have gone, right. yeah. But I think it's more this shock culture. It's just not part of the news in the UK in the same way that mm. it appears to be in the US. And watching this movie, it was really confronting to me because I like it's. I'm not used to this type of thing. Oh, and like the the chase, you know, you get ch- like chases on American TV. Yeah, uh, literally, fucking Anchorman Two is all about it. It's a whole episode of Friends about it. Like you get the car chases, right? <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't happen in the UK. It's not a thing. And I find it really weird when it's just so normal and it's on screen like this yeah i guess you guys just like harass your celebrities <laughs> yeah. you just kill them it's very different <laughs> yeah. paparazzi yeah, yeah, tunnels. no no fair like it, there's a sensationalist element to the news cycle in america for sure and i mean i think also there's just a lot you know i don't know if it's true or not but it feels like there's a lot more of things like this a, yeah know, right that they could be a bit a little bit of column a a little bit of column b i think sensationalist is a yeah. perfect word for it i think what works for me in this film really was that it was more about vibes than story like the story was fantastic super interesting but i felt myself being more interested in the vibe i was getting in the scene at any one time like let me let me put it in perspective so when this film starts the very open i think i even messed you about this the very opening shots of the movie are just shots of la and it's beautiful and it's really interestingly put together yeah but it has this like cheerful almost upbeat soundtrack to it and i'm like is you know is mr rogers gonna walk in on the side of this what are we watching what is happening in this scene and then it there's a clear delineation from that when it starts jake gyllenhaal's story loose story and i was like the vibe i was getting from that really threw me and i was then trying to feel out scenes more than analyze them is that weird no i I think that the vibe of it i think what my interpretation of the score yeah, as right. it relates to the v- actual vibe of the movie, because I think your point is they're a bit conflicting in certain ways. Yeah, totally. Uh, is that it's it's like personifying Lou's mindset. Right. Which is he's like doing all these crazy things in a way that's super positive And yeah. why don't you get it? And like th- like it. Yeah. And, and it's meant to be confronting because yeah, right. like what you're seeing shouldn't feel that way, but you're, it's meant to put you in the mind of how he, his perspective on this is a career. I'm yeah. just, why wouldn't I do this? This is yeah. what you're supposed, you yeah. know, like, and it's both like, that's his jolly outlook towards this. And Lou is this a thing that is not very yeah. jolly. Yeah. Clearly has some tis problems. He's got some tis. Yeah. He's got some problems. And it's more a lack of empathy than I think anything else. Just, well, that's the thing about people on the spectrum. That is something that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how it's portrayed all the way through the film because it's almost like an escalation. Now, do you know what was really weird? I was watching this and the first, all I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my head. It just reminded me of, of, of Mice and Men, right? It was escalating at every step of his journey. It was the puppies. It was him getting a camera. It was, the, what was the first one? The rabbits when he gets the camera. And mm. then it was the dogs when he, you know, kills the dude to take on the the business. And then mm. he's dragging a guy out of his car. It's killing the woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that escalation. It's really subtly, interestingly done. And I, I just had that in my head the whole time. Yeah, I think the escalation is, is for sure. As he gets better at it, yeah, his absolutely. like moral compass kind of becomes more so and more tweaked. Explain tweet. night crawling to me a little bit more. Yeah, it's basically so like the idea of a night like he he stumbles upon like a car accident. Yeah, right. And sees that there's a guy just like filming it. Like, come on, come on, come on. And getting like with the crew. Yeah. Runs off and then the guy cuts a deal. Like he just stumbles across this in LA. 
at night and realizes, and he's unemployed. Like he's trying to sell sheet metal yeah. to like a warehouse. Like I don't even know that you could do that. Um, that he's stolen, right? Like he's obviously in desperate need of a job. Yeah, right. And uh, you you see him just make this discovery that he could kind of go film crime and film like tragedy that at the wee hours of the morning and then go sell it to a news outlet. And you see it from him literally walking in, having no idea how to do it. And just, he's pretty, he's pretty self, uh, he's a go-getter. Yeah. Right. A self-described one. He figures it out by literally watching one thing happen using Google. And then he just like makes a name for himself by walking into a news center with a couple videos. Yeah. Um, and it's That's interesting the relationship, he yeah. bu- the relationships he builds around that as like this yes. career he's created for himself. And like he's creating his own business and stuff. Like oh, it's, it's fascinating. It is. Uh, one thing I will say about this, it, it, the vibe that it portrays LA like is like pretty real. Yeah, right. Like it felt very true as yeah. someone from there. And like there's times where you're driving around these big, big concrete jungle of LA. You're like, where the fuck yeah. am I? Yeah. Like what is going on yeah. around me? Like the... And you, like at any moment, you're not that you're like scared, but it's just so urban. And you're just kind of like, you know, at, at 2 a.m. when you're driving home from whatever I was, or why, whatever reason, you are kind of like anything could happen here. You could see someone spin out and you're like, you, and it would just be a thing. And you'd just yeah, be like right. driving on like and you wouldn't go. You'd call 911, but you probably wouldn't get out of your car like or you might. And I don't know. It's just it's really interesting because I was trying it, to pinpoint how i would visually describe this film and you just said it yeah i was like it is a concrete jungle yeah no it feels it feels true to what it felt like driving around la at the wee hours of the night is all yeah. i guess that's the best way to put and it And you're on edge the whole time you kind of watched it yeah. because not only is this character you're following completely lacking empathy as in to the point it's like criminal it's scary yeah literally you're on your edge you see but also the city itself is like a character in the way it's portrayed yeah anything could go wrong at any moment and he's constantly just trying to find that moment yeah which is quite exasperating at times yeah for sure and i think it's also he's exasperating yeah absolutely and so, <laughs> so like, intense it's it's no better portrayed than when he has sort of like the, the relationship he is building with rene russo's character nina ramona who is effectively buying the videos from him for the stations yep and she she's it, kind of found a, a almost like a not not true valued asset right yeah, like it's right. like she got the stock when it was low because yeah, like exactly. he, he's really good at this but he doesn't know his value at exactly. least initially yeah and it's interesting but it's as much an exploration of jake gyllenhaal's character as is hers like yep. how deprived is she willing to be to get ratings yes and it just spiral it does it's fascinating and he's bringing her wilder and wilder stuff stuff that you know other people aren't shooting because they can't get that close or don't or choose not to yeah because you know they have empathy and they have like brain cells (laughs) and it's you know it's it's interesting that she's more than happy to put this stuff on the news like it, it sort of crescendos at one point with there is a home invasion and two dudes walk in with shotguns kill a bunch of people and Old mate, bloody Lou, sees them leave, sees them leave, films them, and then he's happy to go in there and just film these people dying. Or, well, at first it's like they're dead, but then the last person he gets to, you can hear him still alive. Yeah, right. And, you know, like, it's like, uh, it's it's the obvious point where he's crossed the line. Yeah. Like, there's other points where you're like, you should not have done that, and I would not do that. But, like, I still view you as a human, maybe. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're like, you have, you are a sociopath. Someone's bleeding out in <laughs> perfect, front of you. Perfect word. And like, you don't stop and call the police because yeah, you're, right. you know, it's, yeah. Absolutely. Super dark movie. And it's, <laughs> but it, the way it 
it's satires, you know, like the sensationalism and with that Nina character specifically, just like so on the money. In yeah, many it's an ways. Inve- yeah, it's an investigation of a like the we're already getting into themes, but like the power of the power of uh, like the, the dark power of ambition, like the, the downside of ambition yeah. on both sides. Yeah, yeah. As well as like an invest, like a, I think a satire to your point on the news and yeah, like right. an investigation of like, hey, like does it. Doesn't the modern news, and the what capitalism just, has done yeah, for it, like they, yeah. it's not about actual truth. Nah. And there's always that one guy. Well, is he the producer? The guy who's always pushing back. Yeah, pushing I back, saying this isn't the story. Yeah, You're yeah, making right. something up. Like, yeah, right. Um, I like it, that. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really interesting. And then like even an investigation of LA, like yeah, yeah. in so many shot. ways. Beautifully shot. Beautifully shot, but also just like the entertainment industry as a culture. Right. When he just, just rips her apart. At yeah. that little Mexican, yeah, wow. They say it's a taste of Mexico. Well, well, let's, let's, that little, let's, let's, oh, wait, wow. let's wait till we get into to the poems. It's just a set yeah. because that for me is one of like the pinpoint moments. It's such a good scene of him just having you know zero cares about human life. Yeah, and it's not when he's looking at dead people, people dying, filming them. It's that moment. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, you. So basically, like the story goes, he's selling to Nina, and Nina is you know lapping it up. She's getting more ratings from his videos. And he effectively blackmails her into going on a date with him. And she does it in quotation marks, you know, to as, as a, a professional, as a professional courtesy. courtesy yeah. I think she uses the words. And he just full blackmails her. Yeah. Just like effectively telling her, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have sex and then you're going to like it. It's like, well, I mean, but whoa. it's like, it's not even like that. Like that's how it starts. Yeah. Right. But then it like, he deconstruct, he's so intelligent. This yeah. guy, he is like, yeah. kind of like a, it's almost like a beautiful mind, but in a, if it I'm went, under, if it I'm went a dark way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh, cause he's, he's basically deducted that he, she's, you, she needs he, him more than she he needs him her. more than he needs her. He's undervalued right now to her. He's got an exclusive relationship with her and that she's at the end of her contract. She's on the, the graveyard vampire shift of the worst, of the worst channel news network so no one needs him more than her and he wants to fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in essence yeah literally and he's like literally. you know what is he friends from he has some crazy quotes in this damn he's good in this yeah the sort of noir elements of this work to back to back with the greatness you were talking about make it just such a fascinating picture of la as a backdrop to this guy's like yeah spiral into insanity almost but it's not it's too controlled for that he's just in control of every fucking moment. Yeah. Well, how about like the, the like part, the Lou Bloom quote where it's why you pursue something is as important as what you pursue. Like that's what he, he talks about when like describing why he's trying to get into this as a career. Yeah. Right. In, in one of his first meetings with Nina. And it's like, wait a sec. Like you, you hear that a lot of times as a, as a platitude. Yeah. Right. Right. In, in your, in like, Hey, what do you want to be when I grow up? Right. Yeah. But then you I actually still don't know, by the way. But, but, <laughs> Yeah, one sure. day I'll no, find out very few do but my point is you take a step back and you're like wait 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 wait, what the fuck does that actually say about you dude yeah right like what is that what you're like I, I actually had to stop and think about that and it was like that's actually shocking like yeah. you, what are you're a fucking weirdo yeah um, but, but just, he's got some and, crazy and so quotes. brazenly yeah. saying it you know and that's one thing about his character though he claims to understand people but I don't think he understands emotion he understands incentives. Or he understands it so well that he can manipulate it without having any of his own. It's it's a really interestingly portrayed character. And he does that in no other better way than with Riz Ahmed's character, who is 
phenomenal in this, by the way. He also looks like he lost a ton of weight for this film. He effectively starts <laughs> He homeless. looks like a drug addict, yeah. Yeah. He effectively starts off as a homeless character who's on parole, I think. Yeah. And Dylan Hall offers him this role. Lou offers him a role. 30 bucks a night. Not even to begin with. It's an internship yeah. to begin with. <laughs> and it's like, this dude, like, what the fuck? Like, he must really need this. And yeah. then it builds and he gets a 30 bucks a night. And then Riz starts playing off against him a little bit and start trying to, you know fight back against this guy who's been pushing him down the whole time. Mm. Such an interesting power dynamic between the two, but you never felt like Lou wasn't in control. Even when yeah. Lou, even when Rick was, you know, really pushing on him. Yeah. Lou always had the answer. Yeah. At every point. And there's something about that for me that's a bit Captain Marvel-esque, which I didn't quite vibe with me. He was in control a bit too much. I felt like... I don't think so. I think it was pretty believable. Like, this is a guy that's, like, a very, very intelligent individual. Mm. He's, like, obviously on the spectrum. Mm. He's, like, self-taught in everything he does. He's all he's... And he's targeted someone... No, you're right. ...who has such a... That's what I was going to get. Yeah, he has has such an advantage over... Yeah, you're right. ...on purpose. And I think think probably you find that through the film. Yeah. And that's maybe counteracting the sort of part of the point that I was making there. Like, he is targeting these people, right? Because he knows he can get that advantage of them fucking really interesting man totally but it's, it's interesting as well that both uh did you know this both Hall and riz Ahmed, they actually did ride along with real night crawls in la to prepare for the role to get that to get the vibe of them i mean i can see that they've got what a weird job fucking yeah. weirdness man but i think to portray that you'd have to be a bit weird for sure for right? sure do you know what uh sphere stands for tommy sphere what do you know what fear stands oh, for fear tell me <laughs> False evidence appearing real. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's a weird... I was just like, again, like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moments like that in this film. The interview scene between Riz Ahmed and Jake Gyllenhaal as well at the beginning, where Gyllenhaal's pretending he owns this exciting business, yeah. is just such a, like, delicious moment. It's, it's almost like, a, I don't know, like a snake circling a mouse. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he, But, like, it's a starving snake. Yeah, why hire you? Sell yourself. Go. He goes, okay, well, I'm Rick, of course. Uh, I took three buses to get here. I finished high school. I need a job. I'll do just about anything. That's me. Hire me, Rick. <laughs> like, that's the difference between these two people. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Well, Jay, yeah, like, the, yeah. The, you've literally just played the two, two of those different things again. Yeah. I really like that. I also like a lot of the side, like a lot of the um, side characters in this are really Like the good. other night crawlers. Yeah, the other night yeah. crawlers are really good in this. I find, I think a lot of the anchors are actual, the news people are actual news people. Yeah, what's her name is for sure. The yeah. the, the Asian woman, I forget her name. But um, anyway. Sharon Tay as Sharon Tay. The, uh, correct, <laughs> perfect. The <laughs> film then carries on as Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Lou, yeah. basically murders his competition by severing his brake, brake line in, in his van, which in itself is just brutal. But then he goes and films it. Like, it's just, Oh man, I missed that. Yeah, so uh, he severed it. Yeah, so there's a scene where the guy I was is, working as I watched this. Yeah, right. Before. So the guy, the, the competition is getting to the cases before he is, yes, and yes, he's yes. realizing that he's slipping. And I you see that. him go to the van, and he comes out from under the van, and you're like, "Oh, that's a weird thing to be doing." What's it? And you quickly realize that he severed the brakes because old man crashes into a pole. Straight into it, and pole. then he films him. And this is when Riz yeah. starts being a bit like, "Whoa!" Because he's like, "Dude, he's one of us, man." Like, yeah, but he's he's not. I think that this is like not when he's he knows he's weird. He questions him, but when he truly 
pushes him and questions him at the end. And he says, what does he say? He has that weird, like, roundabout like, way of saying, I'm going to murder you if yeah. you don't do this. He's like, get out the car. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it was crazy. But, like, that's the same thing. That's the control yeah. at all times. And so the movie then effectively takes a step forward. And what we see is the men who were involved in the home invasion who, you know, murdered those people. Jake's kept their details, even though the police are trying to track them down. Yeah. And wants to use it for spectacle. So yeah. he calls in a police call against these guys using so, his own name, which so I thought bold. was dumb. So bold. Use his own name. I'm like, huh. I mean, but like almost worse to lie because like they're going to be able to voice match that. That's true. But like, oh, you get risk to call pay someone else. You get to risk do to call it. Yeah. And the idea is what they're doing is he is trying to set up a spectacle whereby these two robbers have a showdown with the police. He's basically trying he to create can, his own can, movie. Yeah. He can film it. Yeah. So we are now getting to the opposite end of the spectrum where he's creating the drama. Yeah. And it is fucked. Yeah. And I think this is where it was like, when I talked about those cultural differences at the beginning when, when I was saying we don't have this in the UK, this is where I was going like, I like, this is something I can just not wrap my head around. I don't know that that no that is like that is fictional i'm completely assuming most of that is not based but it's but it's like but i guess the point being it's like if you can go make money and watch people die and then sell it not for what it was but as a lie yep really what is the difference between that and this like not that far of a jump and i guess that's the point of the film and that's what's scary about it yeah and there are people doing this and yeah. willing to do this. And so it's like, what does that say about your moral compass even Precisely. to begin with? Right? Yeah. Like, and, and again, it's that, es- that escalation and escalation, mini escal- pulling the guy out of the vehicle so you can film him in yeah. a better spot. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And, and he's, he's building up to killing the woman. It's Lenny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. that. And I was the whole time like, what's the worst thing he's going to do? What is the worst thing that he can do? And what is he going to do? Yeah. Turns out it is this. He sets up this situation which also gets his partner Riz killed, even though he kind of wanted that, I think. I think that was for sure. I mean, he lies to him. He says he's yeah. dead. Yeah, you're right. He I mean, it was for, I don't know if it was planned the whole time, but it was a matter of time. Yeah. If right. it wasn't that thing, it was going to be something else. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? He basically said as much in as to Riz's dying breath. And the action's yeah. just like brutal. Like it, it's, it doesn't hold back the film. And I like that about it as well, actually. It's, oh. it doesn't pander to audiences. It's like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah. Which is good. And I like that. Yeah. I liked how they like had a lot of like LA references as well yeah, right. the sh- on the street names. Yeah, like so, what? La Cienega. Why do you take La Cienega? We could have got off of the two. I'm like, <laughs> I know that. I know where that is. I've been there. Yeah. It's yeah, he's he's a beautiful mind, isn't he? Um so anyway, the ending of the film, wrapping up a little bit, is that he gets away with all of it somehow and ends up carrying on building his own business. Yeah, and has like a bunch of different team members. He's like yeah. the leader of the nightcrawlers. He he's got then three has vans. two vans. Yeah. And it's I wonder, so I was watching that end scene and I was a bit like, could this all be in his head? Could this be no, him? It's, it's, obvi- it. it's obviously not. Yeah. I, I, I get that. But I'm, I was like, surely he's not just going to get away with this. Like, surely not. But he just does. Carries on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel as if, if something like this actually happened with a triple murder, they would, they would get a warrant to look yeah, at right. shit. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. He was, it was known that he was at the event as within minutes of it happening yeah right we you have to be like this guy could be a suspect yeah like they would probably get a warrant too many too many and he'd prove his innocence but then he'd also prove that he was obstructing justice by not giving the video originally yeah right interesting yeah anyway he gets away with it fucked up Uh, broke my brain a little bit like so my overall feelings about this film are that i really liked it but it's not 
a film I would want to go back. I watched it again and I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, right. But it was like, obviously, almost 10 10 years later. Could you take different things out of it? It's not that I took different things. It's just that I enjoyed the, like, it was super pointy, this movie. It knew exactly what it wanted to say. It was like super intentional with its tone. Not a lot of fat. Really great acting performance. Like anytime all those things come together, I could watch a film again because of how good it is, right? Like for all the all all the ways people show up. But uh, what are your tones and themes? uh, Blurred lines of modern journalism and the dark side of ambition. Yeah, absolutely. Ambition versus morality. Same thing. Media ethics and responsibility. I had like who's like who's responsible for this guy? He should have a handler. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like no, but like as in responsibility of. Uh, sorry, the the station. The station should call him out uh, oh, so many times. There's so there's something to be said about like this as a investigation of just like independent contractors in general. Yeah, right. Like the the, the concept of an independent contractor is abused. It's kind of like legally boring, but by our government, yeah, by right. our military, like there's so much corruption in America through this like mechanism of like I don't have liability because I just hired them. Right, right. But like the government does that all the time. They hire special interest groups to go say things about a, a, a topic that they're not themselves allowed to talk about. And it's uh, like, is that not the fucking same thing? Of course it is. Yeah, you right. shouldn't be able to fund You're someone. Paying this. Yeah. So that's yeah. like that. It does shed light on like a broken part of American capitalism, I think. That's um, interesting. Yeah. All right. Super what are sad. your uh, three best, three worst? So we do three best, three worst. If you don't realize already, it's the three reasons why you might want to watch this and three reasons why you might not. Sometimes you don't even make three true the strong uh tone and theme yeah right i really like that yeah uh the acting with jake gyllenhaal and uh, you know raz ahmed and what else i think like raz you mean riz riz raz <laughs> riz raz raz al ghul raz it's the batman Ahmed. it's the batman what is my third dude i think just the in general like the topic it's very much like a you're, you're pulling the covers on something that i didn't know existed right like yeah. the topic of night crawling like oh yeah that's it was like a new it was like a little exactly a little sub genre yeah, that like or yeah. sub what do you call that like a counterculture or like a it's almost a counterculture i like i, I didn't know like that a, was it like that was a thing that an underground culture yeah. yeah it's that's one of mine actually the fact yeah. that i had no idea about this existing yeah. even like even my britishness like not knowing it's a thing it's fascinating to me to understand more about that yeah uh, i also had the cinematography like it was so intentional like, everything in this was painting a picture of a gritty noir city and every shot of jake gyllenhaal yeah it was really beautiful and, and obviously jake's performance like you said like so good so yeah. good what about what about worst uh worst would probably be um I mean, it, it, like, I wouldn't say it's worse, but you might not like a movie that's this brutal. Yeah, right. So, like, some people might not like that. Um, I struggled with worse, by the way. This is tough. I don't think there's a lot of bad things to this movie. It's just not, maybe it's not a movie for you. If you, yeah. it's a bit depressing at times. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's a real reflection of a, like, a specific human being. Yeah. That's not either a great human being yeah it's not a happy-go-lucky story i'm not gonna say it's depressing i'm gonna say it's just like off-putting like if you're like it's not like a happy ending yeah absolutely yeah but it's for him that's all i have (laughs) yeah that's all i have for it not for the people i just had um it felt a bit disjointed at times and that's a weird i mean it's a weird take because like you say it was really the film was there was no fat it got to the point very quickly but i sometimes felt like because you were following this unreliable narrator the whole way through 
sometimes perhaps not everything you saw was as it was actually happening at times mm. i just that was just a feeling i got and like i said at the top this movie was about vibes for me for a lot of the time i was mm. watching it being like what is the vibe i'm getting in this scene as much as i was psychoanalyzing There's a lot of it. dark humor as well so much dark humor like you're just laughing at him for how absurd he is yeah, absolutely. when they're like running away like it's it's really well done they're running away from that like three family like three person murder in yeah, a family right. home and he's like criticizing his colleagues yeah, for like yeah, yeah. not having the initiative to run towards the gunshots. He's like, you might have learned something. What could have helped me? What are, I need you to show initiative in this career. And you're just <laughs> like, what is wrong with this dude? this dude? Like, it's just, it. it's really, it's, that's another positive, to be honest. It's dark humor. If you like dark humor, oh, there's plenty of that. I'm all about dark humor. You yeah. know me. Let's talk about, about the critical reception then. So tell me, DL, what do you think the current IMDb score is for this? 8-2. 7-8. I'm a little... I'm not, mm, I'm not sure about that. That feels kind of low to me. However, tell me what you think the Rotten Tomatoes is. 85. 95. Wow. So both critics and the public clearly had a good time. Yeah, IMDb is so weird sometimes. It's just off sometimes. IMDb? IMDb? What's that? But usually like for the good, good ones, it's yeah, right. pretty consistent. Yeah. Like this one I would have thought would have been in the eights for sure. I um, wonder if it is kind of dark and uh, some people weren't into yeah, that. Some people are just angry. Yeah, right. Not even that. People just be like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. It's maybe there's just not enough Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah. <laughs> that is a problem sometimes. It is. It, I mean, in this film, it's a massive problem. Yeah. It's, it's, an issue. <laughs> it's one of my three worst, actually. Now I have yeah. two. Let's go back to that, actually. Let's, yeah. uh, my three worst are not uh, enough Mark not Wahlberg. Enough Marky Mark. Not enough Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, uh, and finally, Letterbox out of five, what do you think that is? The classic, always 3.6, but isn't always 3.6. 3.75. Ooh, it's four. That's strong. Surprising. That's strong. Users clearly like this yeah. on Letterbox, but not so much on IMDb, which is a little bit baffling. Um, tell me then, our famous rating system, which is, as always, as the internet is so binary, is this better or worse than the most average movie we know, which is Ackerman 2018 and why? So much better. Righto. And for all of the above, all of the previously above reasons. stated reasons. I think this film isn't for everyone. I would say, you know, I, I really enjoyed it, but I could see why you would be like, nah, I really did not enjoy this. It's everyone's fucked up in it. It's got a really backward view of society, especially in LA. I'm going to say worse just because worse I don't think argument. everyone's going to love this it's film. It's got to be controversial sometimes. Big so. time. It, um, made, it made me cringe more than I enjoyed it the first time watching it. I think if I watched it back, I'd get more out of it. But this first time, I was like, oh. I mean, Aquaman made me cringe. Yeah, in a different way, though. <laughs> in a very different like, way. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, that's a shocking take by Tommy, but sometimes he's known for those. It is a so good we, movie, though. I'll give you that. Yeah. Finally then, DL, would you like a little bit of true or false trivia? Of course. Of course. I already ruined it. You only you have two ruined for me. one of them. There's three for you. I got okay. four just in case you managed to sneak a few in there. You know me. True or false deal. During the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal screams himself in the mirror, Gyllenhaal got so into it. Yes. He improvised the scene and broke the mirror by accident. True. Is that true or is that false? True. It is true. He he accidentally broke, uh, cut his hand in the process. He was driven to a hospital nearby and was uh, after a 19 hour day of working and got 46 stitches. 46? That's some real. That's a really big cut. That's a brutal cut that's worse than leonardo dicaprio in that django film yeah, everyone always tells that he did the thing yeah. fact about where he yeah. kills the glass and rubbed it on her face and, oh, yeah that's a bit grim fucking that? gross true false dl dan gilroy's note to jake gyllenhaal for the scene where lou reveals his grand career plan to nina was to play it as if he is attacking her is that true or is that 
balls. To play as if he's attacking. Verbally attacking, I think the idea is. Mm, true. Actually, mm. false. It was. So, I mean, sorry, no, it would be more like to seduce her. Yeah. yeah it, I was going to say, actually, I was, I was, didn't really hear your question. I was not paying attention. I was thinking about your next question, which I thought it was going to be. I, th- I thought I could predict it. Anyway, uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's more like he was seducing her, but he was being a dick as he did it. The note was to play as if he was proposing to her. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, that's actually Super a really good note. True or false DL, finally. The plant that Lou waters in his apartment was originally a dog in the script. Is that true or is that false? He waters a dog? No, as in he was meant to have a dog rather than a plant. I think uh, that's probably true, but I don't know why they would do that. Well. They actually took the dog out of it because they felt that it made Lou too likable. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And the dog kept getting away. <laughs> no, it made him too likable. I find it fascinating. No, that is. And I good, agree with that because, like, it, the, it is like it's like a means he has a companion. Like he should be isolated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it makes sense for him to be that at all times. To be a plant guy. Yeah. He's. <laughs> it would be funny if he was a plastic plant and he was talking Watering to it, it like Mark Wahlberg does. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Then there'd be more Mark Wahlberg. Only in this Mark film. Wahlberg can do that well. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, man, I had I really liked this film, even though it made me uncomfortable a lot of the time. Yeah, that's sometimes good. That's sometimes good. It's yeah. good to be uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, do something that pushes your boundaries every day. Just yeah. not for three and a half hours about like a you know desecration of a tribe. <laughs> like that <laughs> is a little too much uncomfortable for me. And that hair, not as good as Jake Gyllenhaal's either. We're obviously talking yeah. about Kills of the Flower Moon. Yeah. If you want to hear us talk about that, we do have an episode on it. Go back and check it out. It's a recent one. Do you want to wrap up the show, DL? I do, I do. A big thank you to Matthew Bliss for editing and Woo! mastering this week's episode. If you'd like to hire him, um, he's the guy. Head to MatthewBliss.net and book a uh, consultation Bliss. today. I wonder what those consultations are like. Oh man, that'd be great. Does he show up in a suit? I'd love, I don't Tux. know. If anyone's got this far in our show ever yeah. and gone onto one of those, I'd be surprised. Matt, we love you. Yeah. We're sorry we're not better. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you more referrals if we could. If you want to hear his work, listen to him from my home to yours, an expat repat podcast where him and his wife share some experiences about moving across the world. And don't forget the dead drop, my man. And of course the dead drop. Which dead drop's back, baby. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's there's a lot of video games that are coming out or have just come out, so go listen to the dead drop. You yeah, video game cuts out all the shit, all that media shit we were just talking about he cuts it out for you so you can just get the news <laughs> all the want. stuff that we yeah all the yeah. stuff that we all the crap we talk about um, in our spare time. yeah man so it was a good one to, I, all in all I loved the movie I mean nice. it was a good rewatch I will have did. to come up with one that I haven't seen next time come up with anything man I'm happy to do anything you want to talk yeah, about yeah something I haven't seen I've seen a lot of movies though a lot of flying mm. back and forth I've seen so a lot of movies too but to just not deep. always the ones you have <laughs> until next time man <laughs> dally ho dally ho <laughs>